Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red Tell Me More button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Susan Ortolano brought us some incredible stories, one of a time when she tried to force a no into being a yes, and the other time when she just let the yes guide her. Well, Susan, I would like to ask a favor of you. What, I, what I'd love for you to do is actually help, well, help us illustrate the importance of following our yes, and the importance of following that inner guidance. And, and I'm actually going to start on the other side of the coin. I want you to Share with us a quick story of a time when you did not follow your yes. Maybe at the time you didn't really realize you had it, but when you look back, it's it's crystal clear. Your gut was telling you exactly what to do, and you still did not do it. Tell right, us about it's, that a, time. it's a great question. Um, my first marriage, and I know I talked more about this, you know, during our interview, our long interview. Um, my first marriage, it was clear to me after two months of dating this man that it was a no. And everything inside of me was saying, this is my soulmate? No, couldn't possibly be. I'm getting all this no on the inside. But I didn't listen to myself. I listened to somebody else who I, you know, loved and trusted. And um, I went against my own intuitive knowingness, 
to the degree where I stepped out of, you know, the, the few standards I had for myself in my 20s. I even stepped out of that to make that marriage happen and to try to force it to work. And I was forcing something that intuitively I just knew wasn't to be, you know. And I, you know, you, you beat yourself up a little bit afterwards, but I really can look back now and say, had I listened to my intuition, maybe I wouldn't have had to go through that particular lesson, but maybe I still would have. I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where we never know what leads to what, what stepping stones lead to what, but that is an example of when I had a big no on the inside and I didn't listen to myself. Yeah. And I, I think everybody listening can relate to, you know, a time yeah. when we forced a relationship or we forced a job or we forced something. And, Absolutely. you know, you, you made a great point of you don't know what that was there for, why it showed up that way. And we never do. Right. Both when we follow and when we don't follow, there's going to be some repercussion. We don't know yeah. what it is. We might think we know, but we really don't know for sure. And so either way, there's a level of trust you have to do. The difference That's is, definitely. do you want to trust your fear, which is what's driving not following that intuition? Or do you want to trust the universe and the divine? And exactly. it's a choice we have to make every time. So let's let's actually explore that. Let's flip this around and take us to a moment in time when, when you had a clear yes. And not only did you recognize it, but you did follow it. Tell us that story. Yeah, that's that's an easy one. The clear yes was with the man who I'm married to now. And it was it defied logic because I was in a relationship that, as I had shared on the other interview, where I was breaking up with somebody and usually logic will say, oh, you really should wait a certain amount of time, you know, before you get into another relationship. And I just went from one to the other. I didn't even tell my family. <laughs> we eloped. I didn't even tell my family. I knew so clearly that it was a yes to be with him and, and to marry him. And he did too, that we literally eloped and he had told his family, but I didn't tell mine. I didn't want to hear it from them. I didn't want to hear it. I knew what I was going to hear. Yep. And I knew so deeply within my intuition that I just went and, and did it. And, um, we, you know, we did the Vegas thing and, and, you know, the chapel. And we didn't have Elvis or anything, but we, <laughs> you know, we could have if we wanted to spend more money. But anyway, we, um, we did it, and it was just so graceful and easy and natural. And I, it was May of 2001, and I literally called my father on Father's Day in June and said, and said guess what your gift is this year? <laughs> and he said, what? I said, you have a new son-in-law. <laughs> wow. And he just started laughing because he was like, yep, that's my daughter. Um, and they, you know, everybody, my mom was, um, was sad because she would have wanted to be there. Yes. You know, because cause that's what moms are. And I'm, in a bl I'm from a blended family on both sides, so I had parents, step-parents. And everybody met two weeks later because we had a big family gathering for one of my niece's first birthdays, and they just loved him. They just really nice. adore my husband, and everything just worked out. Um, but it was an example of when I followed the yes, and I just knew. And well, it's working out just great. Well, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. And secondly, you bring up such a great point of you knew what your family was going to say. <laughs> I did. And the thing is, it's all, for the most part, it's well-intended. 
-hmm. you know they're they're trying to look out for you they're like we want the best for you and have you thought about this and all that stuff because nobody else is going to understand your intuition right no and i mean you don't usually right it's like i don't really know where this is going but i really feel like i have to do this so you do it exactly and then the next step gets revealed so it's not like you can explain it to other people no, my mother has a an understanding because I've been able to do some, like I was literally at her second wedding mm. and she was having me do readings for people. Mm-hmm. Like, can you do a reading for so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so? Like she kind of gets it and I, I, you know, sadly now she has lung cancer, but she's had breast cancer before and I remember a day where she called me saying she had a breast biopsy. Can I look into it and tune in? And I burst into tears because I saw the tumor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things where she values the intuition, and so occasionally she'll ask me things. Um, with my father, and, and it's like we, we just don't go there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a very logical man, well-intended logical man, but we just don't go there. But I go there. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. husband goes there, and that's really what mattered to us. Yeah. And I'm, you know, grateful that they really like him. In fact, they'll probably push me out of the way and to give him a hug. Um, say, oh, Rick, you know, and it's like, Susan, yeah, uh, go over here. Um, but they know they really love him. And they might, you know, my dad has, has, you know, kind of looked at me and said, you really did choose well hmm. the second time. Because <laughs> they knew it about my first husband, too. They, they really, they, they low budgeted the wedding. They, yeah. you know, they did the whole thing knowing that I was going to get a divorce. Wow. So they, they had their intuition on that one um, working well, where I wasn't listening to mine. But the second time around, I was very clear. And, um, you know, they love him, and uh, I'm, I'm very, very grateful that I listened. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing those stories. Sure. My pleasure. Marnie Batista was back with us, and she gave us probably one of the most interesting stories about following a yes that I've ever heard where she shared with us that sometimes your yes can look like a stapler. Well, Marnie, I would so appreciate it if you would help us once again really get clear on, on the value of following that internal guidance system, what I call our yes. And where I'd like to start is actually a time, well, you'd you kind of screwed up. You, did, you didn't really follow your yes. Maybe you weren't even paying attention to it in the moment. But then you look back and you're like, man, I had totally clear guidance and I disregarded it. Tell us about that time. What happened for you? Well, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. And actually, I, um, I wrote about this time um, in, in my new book because I was dating my husband. Um, he... We'd been dating for about four or five months, and he uh, he was like everything I had wanted. You know, like he was emotionally available. He loved my kids. He was fun and sensitive, and and, and like just amazing. And um, I told him I was, you know, really in a place in my life, you know, where I was looking for a relationship. And because that's what I coach my clients to do. And so I did that. And he was like, you know, I really want to be in a relationship with you, but I don't, I don't know if like I should, because, you know, I've only been divorced six or seven months and, you know, my therapist says I shouldn't get in a relationship. And I was 
<laughs> you know? And I was like, but, but we're acting like we're in a relationship, you know? And he was like, my, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm confused. So, um, I was really all about the rules, you know, and I was like really in my masculine and I was like, okay, well, if you're not going to say this and the rules are, you know, I'm supposed to, you know, set this boundary and, and that's that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And, uh, and I mean, he had brought over his little coffee maker and this, I was like, and the coffee machine has to go and, and all of those things. And, um, after about two days, um, I went, this is such a random sort of, how did it happen? Uh, I went to my, uh, a friend's daughter's bat mitzvah. <laughs> and I was solo, you know, going mm-hmm. to all, you got, whether you go to weddings, bar mitzvahs and birthdays. And you're like, you know, for the 800th time, you're the girl with no date. Yes. And um, I was watching all these couples and I got in my car and I just started crying and I drove home and I was calling uh, my cousin who's like my sister and on the kitchen table, there was like all these papers and a stapler and just a bunch of stuff. And I just said, you know what? I My intuition told me that I need to, to, put this relationship in context and I need to not be in control and I need to, I need to let things unfold. And I'm so worried about protecting myself that I didn't follow my, my, my gut. And there was a stapler on the table and I picked it up and I said, all I know is what Jeremy and I have feels and is an experience to me of being in a really amazing relationship. We can call it a freaking stapler for all I care. Mm. I'm happy to be in a stapler, (laughs) you know, like, I'm in a stapler. And so I ended up, you know, calling him and we talked and I just said, you know, like, look, here's what I need. Here's what I, what I have. And, and what I have to say is that I need to know that you have a long-term goal to be in a committed partnership, a marriage. That's what I'm looking for. And he said, absolutely. And I said, and I'd love for you to keep showing up the way you're showing up, which feels like a relationship, but let's call it a stapler. And he was like, okay. And, um, we hadn't slept together yet, by the way, or any of those things. And so on my birth, we, we decided to be in a, in a stapler. Um, and I, I followed my, my, in, my intuition. And uh, on my birthday, we're sitting there at dinner, and he pulled out this gift for me for my birthday. Um, and it was a really beautiful engraved stapler. And it said, I love you always. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a stapler. And it, then it became a relationship. <laughs> Literally that that night, we decided to have a committed, exclusive relationship and 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 carry forward. But so yeah, it was like that's why my whole my whole like raison d'être of dating with dignity is having tools, not rules. Because when you have the the tools in front of you and you're able to take things in context and be authentic and follow your intuition, life is very much more uh, pleasant experience yes 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 that's i i i I love that because what i what i i just got from that marnie i mean such a great story and yet at the same time what you did was so many people would go that's just too weird i can't do that why would you a stapler that's just ridiculous that's just stupid why would i do that (laughs) right and yet what it did is like you said, you redefine it. You took the pressure off of it. Mm-hmm. Everybody was worried about in a relationship, not in a relationship. And you just said, great, then we're going to be in a, pre- a stapler. How about that? 
There's no nobody's got an opinion about that, do they? It's a free zone. We just created a safe space for us to be whatever it is that we are. Yeah, absolutely. And it was exactly what it was exactly sort of what the doctor ordered. And 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 by the way, like rewind, listen again. It wasn't like oh, okay, like forever. It, let's just be in the stapler. It was like here's my needs and expectations of a stapler. And he was like, I got that. I'm in. I'm in the stapler. So, um, yeah, so that stapler sits on my desk. And uh, whenever I'm like, uh, my one of my friends is a therapist. She calls it normal marital hatred, where I'm like, ah! I look at the stapler and I'm like, I love this man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's great. You know, you, I, I'm glad you brought our attention back to the fact that, yeah, you defined what that was. You said, here's what that looks like for me. And here's what I want from you. Can you do that? And it's one of the things that I talk about a lot. And I do a webinar called Stop Chasing Maybes and Find Your Mr. Right. And it's about getting your needs mm -hmm. met. Because the reason we're chasing maybes is we don't believe we can really have our needs or we're afraid to ask for them. And then you just get whatever they offer when they don't know what you need because you never told them. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, um, that was, what was so confusing to me was that, you know, he was like, um, if it, what is it like, if it looks like a fish and smells like a fish, it's a fish. So everything mm -hmm. about what we had was a relationship. Yep. So I basically said, don't do anything different, you know, bring your coffee maker back. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and, and so it was exactly that. I had totally had boundaries. I hadn't slept with him yet. There was like a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. And all of it, by the way, to keep my, so that I could have my own value and my own dignity and my self-respect. And so it's really about taking things in context, following your intuition, getting your needs met, knowing what they are very specifically, being mm -hmm. able to articulate them. And by the way, that's also a great litmus test to see if a guy is a long-term person. Because if he would have been like, you know, this, that, or the other thing, I would have been like, wow, he's not my match, you know? So um, I love that you have a webinar that talks about that because that's like the best way to see if a guy is the real deal is does, how does he re respond to my boundaries? Exactly, exactly. Because the right guy is going to be like, that's fantastic. That is hot. Exactly. And most women exactly. don't think about it, but I've literally had men say boundaries are hot. They are. So ladies, don't don't <laughs> shy away from them. Men want that. That's partnership. You're you're setting them up to win, which sets you up to win. Oh man, this Ken guy is really smart, ladies. Listen to <laughs> <him>. <laughs> well, thank you, Marnie. And that was a great story. Thank you so much for sharing it. You're welcome. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention. 
where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.